This edition of Farming the Countryside is brought to you by Nationwide and their farm certified agents. Where might your farm and home not be protected? Go to nationwide.com slash Andrew for answers to help protect your next. And by Pivot Bioproven 40 OS. The nitrogen you need, now on seed. Learn more at pivotbio.com. Welcome to Farming the Countryside. I'm Andrew McRae. Can you make a living playing the role of a farmer? It may sound like a strange question, but the answer is yes. And I'll take you to meet the real-life kid who grew up farming on a simulator game and turned it into a career that has him purchasing land and farming that ground in central Iowa today. It could be a playbook for other kids who love agriculture. That's our topic for this week's Farming the Countryside, brought to you by Nationwide. You may know, besides hosting these programs, I'm a farmer and rancher, and like me, you probably have insurance, and maybe you don't give it much thought after that. And that can be a big problem if you aren't protected. That's why I've partnered with Nationwide, the number one farm insurer in the nation. Founded by farmers nearly a century ago, they're committed to keeping us safe and protected. That's why we've created short videos about important topics to help answer key questions. Just go to nationwide.com Andrew. That's nationwide.com Andrew, where we'll help you see what you may have overlooked. And this week's show brought to you by Pivot Bio. Nitrogen is always a concern for farmers, and getting your corn crop the nitrogen it needs is always top of mind. That's why for the past four seasons I've been using Pivot Bioproven 40 to provide my corn with nitrogen when it needs it, no matter the weather. And now that predictability is available right on the corn seed. Pivot Bioproven 40 on seed gives growers even more flexibility with their nitrogen plant. It's the first on-seed nitrogen, and all U.S. corn growers have access to the game-changing technology. Pivot Bio products contain naturally occurring microbes that fix nitrogen from the air and provide it directly to corn plants all season long. I hope you'll learn more. Just contact your local sales rep or go to pivotbio.com. Grant Hilbert is like a lot of kids growing up who have a connection to the farm. He liked to play the role of a farmer. Specifically, he loved playing a farm simulator game. But this story began to diverge from so many others when Grant began creating videos based on that game and eventually began his own software development company. It's a career route that today has Grant purchasing and farming ground in real life and developing games to allow people to simulate farming in his other life. I think you'll enjoy his story. Grant Hilbert joins me, and Grant uh, hails from central Iowa. Grant, I have heard a lot about your story, but I'm sure anxious to get to visit with you about it. I don't know where you want to pick up this story, but I know it begins uh, with you being a teenager, I think, and starting with a lot of video games and gaming and, and then into the, the area of agriculture. So I'm going to let you take it from there, and then we'll uh, hear more about this story. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, uh I'd, I'd say it starts at uh, grandparents' farm in north central Iowa. So I'm from central Iowa. It starts at grandparents' farm in north central Iowa, kind of south of Algona, Iowa. And uh, grew up as a kid in town in Ankeny, Iowa, and always went up and just was on my grandpa's farm when I was young and just, uh, you know, helped them and was around on spring break, summer break, stuff like that, my uncles. And so that's where I kind of got really, you know, just like every other farm farm kid, farm guy, got, you know, farming in their blood from that and stuff. And so... I grew up in a city and then uh, in high school and stuff, I started playing a uh, game called Farming Simulator 
on YouTube. And then a bunch of kids and teenagers and all sorts of people, agriculture enthusiasts, kind of started watching this game and kind of uh, turned it into something on YouTube over the past, what it would be, 10 years now, nine years, been doing it. So, so yeah. And then finally got into real life farming about three years ago and YouTube really kind of paved the way for that. So let's talk about that for just a moment. You developed then the game on YouTube? Were you a kid and just developed it or what happened? No. So, okay. So there's a game out there called Farming Simulator. Um, if, you know, if, if somebody has a kid that's interested in farming, their kid probably knows of this game. And so I started just playing the game called Farming Simulator and then played the game for nine years on YouTube. Now, in 2020, one thing I didn't mention is I also started a software company where we're building a mobile game called American Farming. So on, and it's for iOS and Android. So for your mobile phones, there's a game called Farming Simulator, and I would say it's a little more European. It's got more European map and European equipment and small, very small, like field cultivators, like, you know, 10 feet field cultivators, where ours is more trying to approach that American side on the mobile side. And that's a game that we're like super, super close to launching, but we've been building for the past three years. So as you're playing the game, then on YouTube, you're figuring out, I could develop this for mobile then. Mobile, develop, exactly. Uh, develop in America. But that hasn't been released yet. You're getting ready to release that. Is that right? Yep. We're getting ready for, to release it. We've had to delay it a little bit and stuff because we want this game to come out of the gate strong and perfect. But yeah, that's exactly it. Is I, I was playing Farming Simulator and I was like, this isn't Americanized. Like I can feel it's way too more European. We need to build our own thing. And a lot of the American community was like, man, we need a really good American game and stuff. So I said, screw it. And we'll just build a map straight out of central Iowa and build this thing and get a bunch of American brand equipment brands in here and start kind of Americanizing this game a little bit. Cause you can, any farm kid from the U S can tell the difference between, you know, American game and a European game. Well, the YouTube game had been around for a long time. So why hadn't anybody thought of this? Uh, obviously, you thought of it, uh, and, and it seemed like it took a while to get to that point. Yeah, I would I would say um, it's easy to think of, but it's really tough to do. That's what I've had a really, uh, you know, a struggle trying to build this thing for the past three years. It's it's tough to pull off. You know, first of all, you have to have the right background in American agriculture. You have to find the right people to develop it. Um, and then you have to obviously have the game capital to develop it too. So all three of those things combined is is a little tougher to pull off. So you mentioned the capital. So let's talk about that because how did you begin to build capital over time gaming? Because some people would say, well, gaming, <laughs> that's just for fun. Uh, yeah, it can be for fun, but you were using it as a business. Yeah, exactly. So in 2014, when I started YouTube, I started with the mind of, hey, this is kind of fun. It could turn into something. And I knew YouTubers were making... Uh, decent money on it and stuff. And so being 14, 15 years old at the time, I was like, okay, I could, I could try some, something like this. And so um, from 2014 to 2016, I kind of messed around on YouTube, posted a bunch of different videos. And in 2016 is really where the farming simulator game that I was playing, I didn't build, I, I was just playing this game, kind of started taking off and a lot of people started watching from there. And so from 2016 to 2020 during college, I was just like, okay, well, you know, this is business. It's time to lock in. It's time to grind. It's every night when you get home from college, it's you make a video, you do something creative and you make a video um, of farming similar. And for four years straight, you're going to post a video on it. And so that's kind of what I did. I was like, I got this crazy opportunity in front of me. Here we go. It's time to lock in. And that's kind of what I did. 
And so through that, you know, it, it, it made a full-time income during college. And then it allowed, um, allowed some investment into creating this mobile game and then actually starting to farm too and, and acquiring some land. So people listening to this, some will be very familiar with what you're talking about and some not at all. So yeah, talk about how that works on YouTube because you are posting videos of you in a sense, I won't say playing, but yeah, playing farming simulator. So people are going to ask, so how's he making money off people just watching him play a game? Talk about that. Yeah, exactly. I would say we, we play farm similar, but it's more like we always have a scripted video. Like, you know, for example, I brought an auctioneer on, Riley Searin. He's uh, with People's Company. He sells land and good friend and stuff. And I bring him on and we have like three or four buddies on there that have like an auction where we role play auctioning off equipment. We bicker at each other just like just like guys would do at an auction stuff. And we kind of script videos. And so that's kind of the video type. Now for the for the um for the revenue side, really, you get a lot of companies, um, any company, even um, John Deere will run ads with Google and those ads need to be placed somewhere. The best spot those ads could be placed are probably on an agriculture video. And so, you know, John Deere or any big agriculture brand has a budget they spend with Google and it gets placed on those those videos most likely. And then the YouTuber gets a cut of that and then YouTube takes a cut of that. Talk about how many followers you gained then because of how the following you had, that became a, a large revenue stream for you then. Yeah, yeah. So really, my first two years were a struggle. It was tough from 2014, 2016. And then 2016, I was about 30,000 subscribers. Um, and then by the time I graduated college in 2020, it got to uh, right around a million subscribers on YouTube. And so today, I think it's at 1.4, 1.5 million subscribers. Um, on YouTube. And then uh, to make this even more complex, um, I started another YouTube channel called Grant Hilbert. It's just my name where I just document the journey of getting started farming on there. And that has like 140,000 subscribers. So definitely a lot smaller. So all the time you're going through college, though, this was really your job is developing that content for YouTube, getting the subscribers. And that was the way you're making money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I considered it a full-time job and stuff. And just after after college in the evenings, you would just work on that and stuff. So, yeah. Was the goal then always to be able to make enough money that you could get into farming? Because you mentioned that you grew up in, in town, but yet you went to your grandparents' farm. Was that always the goal that, hey, I want to make this more than playing a simulator. I want to have my own ground. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. When I was growing up and stuff, uh, you knew just with family dynamics that you would never be able to farm and stuff The you know, farm was too small and stuff. And I knew like, okay, you got to just start your own farm someday. And so I was like, maybe at some point in life, I'll be able to do it. I just didn't think it would happen this early, but yes, that was, that was always the goal. So tell people now what you've been able to do because you've purchased some ground in and around central Iowa that you're actively farming. Is that right? And do you have some family then involved with it as well? Yeah. So I uh, purchased a total of 250 acres in, Central Iowa, I'd call, I'd call it Southeast Central Iowa is where it's at. And so I have, um, so I farmed that. I, I bought it, bought my all, all my equipment stuff, you know, the combine, the tractor, all that stuff. And I have a younger brother, Spencer, who's two years younger than me. He does the exact same thing. So he does YouTube also, has his own gaming channel. Um, and then um, he's, he bought his first farm, actually 50 acres here. And he's starting to get into farming too. So literally the exact same route I've done. 
So <laughs> do you yeah. know of others that have done this? Because it, uh, we certainly hear about people that are on YouTube or other social media platforms. They have a following. Do you know of others that are using it as a route to get into agriculture? Not that I've heard of a route to get into agriculture. Um, I've, I have some other YouTube friends that, you know, use some of the revenue to expand their farm and grow their farm and operation stuff for sure, but not to get into agriculture and stuff. And I always thought, I was like, why doesn't any other 16 or 17 year old kid, you know, do the same thing? It's like, I got the playbook right here and stuff. And so the playbook's open um, to do it and stuff. You just got to be you know, a little creative and entertaining stuff with the videos for sure. We, we should mention this though. I don't want to skip over the fact that this is hard work. I mean, to get that many followers, talk about what you have to do because this isn't sheer luck. I mean, lots of people can post stuff, but you really have to think through this. It is a business proposition, right? And and, and what did you learn along the, the way that of how to get people to want to follow you and create the right kind of content that people want to, to see? Yeah, yeah, you're you're exactly right. It's uh it's hard work where you have to be very, very creative and stuff. It's a it's a completely creative job. It doesn't doesn't depend on how many hours you put in stuff versus, you know, there's some other jobs that are a lot tougher and stuff. So I think it's like kind of easy. So I got to lock into this because at the end of the day, I'm sitting on a computer playing video games. Like that's, that's the easiest. There's no reason why you can't, you know, work crazy hard at this um, and stuff. So it's, it's, it's really the creative aspect that, that is, pr- is probably the toughest because every day you got to come and you got to think of an idea. And I have 1700 different videos and each different video has to be very, very unique. You can't just go plant corn and harvest corn every single day. You're going to drop viewers like crazy. And so there's a balance there where you have to be very creative and entertaining with every single video. And, and, and it's tough and YouTube, YouTube can be tough on you, you know? And so every day it's uh, got to think of something new and creative. Talk about that process. How do you come up with something new? You said 1700 videos. How do you figure out something new to talk about it and farming that is going to capture people's attention? Uh, usually I use real life situations. Um, and so, so for example, I'm like, you know, we got harvest, we have six different videos of harvest on this YouTube series I'm doing. Okay. I need my, my, one of the guys that records with me, I need him to go crash a grain cart into the pond and we need to yell at each other and stuff and create, you know, entertaining stuff, something that would happen in real life, but we take it to an extreme example in this video game and stuff. And, you know, viewers end up, end up loving it. So just, stuff like that, or you get a tractor stuck in the mud. Um, or we even had a day where we, we, now this is role play where we, everybody drove their tractor to high school and in the high school parking lot in this video game, we were doing tug of wars in the high school parking lot and, you know, uh, you know, making fun of each other and all that stuff. And so taking farming to just an extreme aspect, both ways is kind of how we do it. So how is real farming versus uh, online farming? How has the real farming gone for you? Real farming's a little tougher. You know, crop prices aren't as good as the video game. I wish they were, um, but no, real farming's been been good and it's been uh, it's been challenging because you think you know everything. Well, you think you know a lot about farming coming into it because you know you're just addicted to it. You watch all these videos on it and stuff, but actually physically doing it, there's a lot of stuff that you learn. You know your planting population, how to set a combine, how to, how to set a planter, all that stuff. It's actually doing it with your hands has, has uh, taught me a lot. What is the goal then? Is it to continue really both revenue streams to be able to continue to make money online, but also then invest that back into land and agriculture? Yeah, I, I'd say my, my life goal has always been just to be a full-time farmer. That's that's some way, somehow you get there. That's 
you know, at the end of the day, that's, 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 that's really where I want to be. Um, but yeah, keep continuing YouTube. And then on the software side, uh, developing this mobile farming game and that, um, American farming that we're developing. And there's a lot of potential, I think, with that game to continue expanding on that game, make more games, um, or do something with there, do something with that, I should say. So I, I think there's hopefully some bigger opportunities there. Is your experience, are you pretty much self-taught in this, or did you go to school to be able to, to learn what you're doing on the, the coding side and the back end of what you're developing? Yeah. So uh, I went to Iowa State for ag business and economics. So uh, as far as like coding or anything like that, I am, my dev software developers will tell you, I, I'm the worst with tech, honestly. Uh, so I don't do much at all. Like I build the map, I design the whole map and stuff like that for the game. But as far as code, I don't, I don't do anything with it. So, um, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's been really a lot of podcasts and, and YouTube videos and stuff is how I've, how, how I've learned a lot of this. You must enjoy it, though. Uh, you're continuing to do it. Has it, it become harder at all as you continue to get older to continue to develop stuff for a younger audience? Or do you find your audience is growing with you in age, if that makes sense? Because we sometimes think about those platforms being a, a young person's place, and you're obviously still young. But uh, how have you been able to, to stay in touch with the audience, so to speak? Yeah, exactly. On the On the YouTube side, you know, probably a majority of our audience on the gaming channel um, is that younger audience and stuff. And so when I started real life farming, a lot of the audience was like, I kind of quit watching your gaming stuff. I just, you know, I'm older now. I like watching your real life farming stuff. And so you still have that younger audience that you can entertain on the gaming side, but then that older audience is following you to the real life farming because they like, you know, they stopped aging and getting out of video games and they like real life uh, farming stuff and those YouTube videos. So kind of have something for everybody to watch uh, through like, you know, every age group. One of the things that I like to do on this show is because many of us listening to this are tied to agriculture somehow. We perhaps grew up on a farm. Maybe we have kids that are growing up on the farm. And I think we always are looking for ways to involve family members in, in agriculture and so forth. What advice would you give them because of your route? Are there things that we should be, you know, telling our kids, our grandkids that, hey, you could do this, or this is a legegitimate thing to do in agriculture, whether it's video, social media, or so forth, that not only you make a living, but you can be involved in agriculture. I'm just interested because you've lived this. What advice would you give? Yeah, I think the social media side is probably the easiest to start on. Like going creating a software company in that is, it, it, takes, a, it takes a little bit you know, of experience and capital and stuff like that. But the social media side provides, you know, really good opportunities, whether it's Instagram, YouTube, or something like that for somebody getting started. Piece of advice I'd say is it's, it's, it's gotta be different than, you know, every generation's gotta be different. You can't just go, well, you can, I should say, but it's tough to go the same route as your dad and your grandpa and stuff like that. And so with the internet and tech these days, it's like, there's, there's a couple other routes that you could go to, um, to create some extra revenue for the farm or to get started farming and stuff. And so I'd say, you know, YouTube, Instagram, there's all, all, all sorts of ways. Now I think you got to just be creative and embrace the opportunity with that. The internet has given us pretty much. So in the time we've got left here, what's uh, the future for Grant Hilbert? Is it continuing to expand this uh, real life farm then? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I want to be a full-time farmer. So my, my, my goal is to continue, uh, continue farming, continue acquiring more land and continue, uh, to, you know, expand the farm a little bit. And then on the other side is, uh, obviously want to grow a YouTube channel and obviously grow, um, 
the software business and hopefully American farming, once we launch in a couple of weeks, we'll have good success and we can continue continue expand that game because there's all sorts of things you can put into that game. I mean, we're, we're talking about putting drainage tile in that game where you can increase yields. You know, um, we don't even have hay in that game. So there's a lot of stuff we got to do that game to really, really get it up to our standard. I think yet. By the time some people listen to this, uh, depends on how they're, they're listening, whether it's radio or podcast or so forth, it may already already be out. So tell them what they're looking for. If they're looking for the, for the game out there. Yeah, yeah. So I guess if you're if you're if you're bored uh, in the co-op at lines in the truck or something, we'll have a game called American Farming. So it'll be on iOS and Android. So Apple, Apple and Google Play, um, and you'll be able to download it on your phone. And the whole map's made out of Iowa. We have Case IH, um, Versatile, Unreferth, and a bunch of other uh, equipment manufacturers in there. And you literally start with a hog farm, like a farrow to finish hog farm, or a cattle farm, a cow to calf cow farm. You got to work your way up through those farms. And so it's kind of like literally starting from scratch, working your way up to the bigger farms and bigger equipment. And so it's, I've been playing the beta test and it's tough. It's a tough game to play. Like you got to really grind at this game, which I think is really fun to do is I, I love games where I'm just grinding at them. So, yeah. One thing I hadn't asked you, but you mentioned some of those company names. Do those companies then, do you have to go out and get their permission? Do they, in a sense, buy into the game or how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that was tough. Um, so like Case H was the first company we brought on. And so uh, I have to go out there and convince them to be in this game and stuff. And so we do, we have license agreement we sign with them. And so, yeah, that's, that's been tough bringing on some companies, but, but like once we got Case H, then it was a little bit easier to get some other companies um, coming into American farming. How do those conversations go? Because you're a fairly young guy. Do you find that the equipment manufacturers are saying, hey, yeah, this sounds interesting? Or do they look at you strange? Like, what are you wanting me to have equipment in the game for? So I would say it's 50-50. Some get it right away. They're like, okay, yeah, there's going to be a million people, 500,000 people that play this game. It's going to be kids. It's going to be the kids that grow up to make these purchases to buy this equipment. We want them to be addicted to you know, our red tractor, or green tractor or something like that. And so some get it right away. And then some, you have to really, really explain what, what this game is and why it would make sense for them to be in the game and, and stuff. And so some don't get it and some just get it right away. So it, it's like straight 50-50 on there. <laughs> Are you still out there trying to get others to sign up and be a part of the game? Is that always a part of the process? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's always continued to expand and trying to get more equipment manufacturers and um, in the game yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Well, I would suspect that there's lots of different places you could go with this modern agriculture. But if you thought about doing a historic one and now you're back to horses and teams and stuff like that, you could do all kinds of different things with a farming simulator. I think that'd be, I think that'd be pretty darn cool. I mean, right now you start with uh, an old Farmall, Farmall M. That's the oldest tractor, like 19, 19, what would that be? 1950s in the game and stuff. And so I think we bring back that old realism in the game for sure. Hey, uh, before we wind up, tell folks then where they can find you on YouTube as well, because you're still out there creating all the time. Yeah. So on YouTube, it's um, the squad is called the gaming channel. So that's the gaming channel on YouTube. It's just the squad. And then um, on what I call real life YouTube. So my real life farming videos is just my name, Grant Hilbert. So that's the best places to find me. Grant, I appreciate the time, and I'm sure a lot of people will be out there playing the game. Some people already uh, have been familiar with what we've talked about, and some are learning for the first time, but that's what this is all about, and I'm glad it's gone well for you. 
uh, to help you not only play farming, but be a real farmer as well. Your goal uh, throughout your life. Hope it continues to go well for you. Yes, definitely. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Remember, you can follow Farm in the Countryside and our daily show, American Countryside, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Just type in Farm in the Countryside or American Countryside. And you can hear these shows in a variety of ways on many local radio stations, on many podcast platforms, or at farmingthecountryside.com where you can go back and look at past shows of interest. I hope your harvest season is going well. We're ready to begin here on our farm. Be sure to be safe and enjoy the season. I appreciate you joining me. I'm Andrew McRae. I'll catch you next time on Farming the Countryside. This edition of Farming the Countryside has been brought to you by Nationwide and their farm certified agents. Where might your farm and home not be protected? Go to nationwide.com slash Andrew for answers to help protect your next. And by Pivot Bioproven 40 OS, the nitrogen you need now on seed. Learn more at pivotbio.com.